Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. Here's Pastor Ryan. Happy New Year to you all. Turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Psalm 65, please. Psalm 65 will be beginning in verse 9, and give me an amen once you are there. So, Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. It's new every day, and we know it's new every year. We thank you, Father for a year of your love. Every day you shine your love upon us and you've gotten us to this morning of the last year, or the last year, the last, the last day, maybe the last year, last day of the year. And we're just so grateful that we can come into your house and say thank you this morning for all that you've done and all that you're doing. Father, I pray your word has been given to guide us, and we pray that you would guide us this morning. Shepherd us to what you want us to learn. Remove from us hardness of heart, pride, any sin that ensnares us. Forgive us and cleanse us and Give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you would say to us, Lord. Give us your humility, for you teach the humble your way. Pour out your grace, Lord, on us now. Baptize us with the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, amen. And so, Happy New Year, as I said. (laughs) But I, I do want to thank the Lord for bringing us through another year. We're told in Scripture that uh, really not a day is promised to any of us. We do not know what what tomorrow may bring. We're told that we should ask God to help us to measure our days so that we can gain a heart of understanding. The very best thing that anybody can do is to live every single day of the year for the love of God through His Son, Jesus Christ, to live every day for Him. And we have experienced that when we choose to put God first every day, the days that we do are so full, they're so rich. You know, nothing moves us when we seek God early in the morning and pray and get into His Word. Nothing moves us as he's on our mind and in our hearts in the afternoon and in the evening times, sometimes even in our beds and the night watches. You know, we think on the Lord and all is well with the world when we put God first in every day. He really, truly gives us days that are full. And we know that in our past life, we wasted so many days, didn't we? Just a waste of days and and, and wasted years as well. I know what I would be doing tonight if I wasn't saved. 
But things are different now. I live for God. I've learned to rejoice and to celebrate without the need of the things I used to use in order to numb myself of the pain. God is good to us, guys. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just touched to the soul at how good he has been to, to myself and to all of us throughout this past year. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. This is an awesome psalm of God's provision upon the earth. Verse 9, it says, You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. And so the psalmist, the psalm, as I said, is it's, it's a picture of God's provision upon the earth. We just read, he waters it. He enriches it. His river is full of water. In other words, there's no running out with God. He provides the grain, for so he has prepared it. In other words, in other words, God feeds the earth. God feeds us. He waters its ridges abundantly. He settles its furrows and he makes it soft with showers. He blesses its growth. God crowns the year with his goodness and abundance. I love that. He crowns the year with his goodness and abundance. The word crown simply means to surround. So what it says here is that God surrounds the earth with his goodness and abundance. But as we read in the Psalms and in various places about how God blesses his creation, I, I never look at that and say, wow, earth, you're blessed and lucky that God would do all that for you. I look at this and say, that's me. That's what he does for me. He waters me. He refreshes me. He strengthens me. He softens my, he softens my heart. He guides me with his wisdom. He loves me. He loves you. All of those provisions are towards us, not just to the earth. He loves you and I so much, so much so that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins, who was buried and rose on the third day for our justification. God has proven his love for us. And when we came to Christ, you know and I know that we were famished and thirsty in a, in a dry and thirsty land where there was no help and no satisfaction and no hope for a good life. This world left us empty. We tried it all and it left us empty and dry and longing for something more. And we realize when 
We heard the voice of our Lord call us and we came to him. We realized that he was the answer. He was the solution. God's only begotten son was the one who can change my life and give me a, a beautiful life. And he has. And he refreshed your soul and mine the moment we said, I do, I will, and acknowledge our sin before him. And we accepted him as our Lord, our King, our Savior. Oh my goodness, times of refreshing came over us, as Peter said on the day of Pentecost, that if they would repent, these times of refreshment would be upon them, upon their souls. And that is true. God calls to the sinner as Jesus called uh, uh, to the to the world there on that last day, the great day of the feast in John chapter 7, the Feast of Tabernacles, he's, Jesus stood up and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow uh, rivers of living water. The promise to the sinner, the promise to anyone who would acknowledge the Son of Man, who would acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he said, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. And that's exactly what he's been doing in, in and through our lives since the moment we gave our life to him. When it came to that beautiful Samaritan woman, Jesus reached out to her, spoke his words of life to her at the well. He said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. She had five husbands or five live, you know, guys she had been with. And the one that she was with now was not, at the time was not her husband. The Lord is basically saying you live for yourself if you deny the son of of man, you will thirst again. Nothing will satisfy you. You're going to go to the next guy, the next guy. We're gonna, the world lives that way. They go through to one experience, to the next experience. It's a purposeless life. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a well that has run dry. And they're doing everything to keep them, their minds and their hearts busy on the things of this life. Not knowing what the scriptures say about their life, that the whole world lies under the sway of the enemy, that Satan has a grip on them. He has deceived them as he deceived us until we came to faith in Jesus Christ. And from our hearts, he's given us his Holy Spirit as a guarantee that we're going to be with him. And the time is soon that we're going to be with him. And as the days progress and as the years change to the next, it just may be the last. We need to be ready. In the meantime, he's given us his Holy Spirit as a guarantee. Oh my goodness, that comforter, third person of the Trinity, that comforter, the counselor, uh, the one that gives us strength, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. His Holy Spirit is moving, moving today powerfully, and he wants to keep moving in and, and through our lives. Jesus also said in John chapter 10, 
He said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Jesus promises to lead us to green pastures, to lead us beside the still waters. Jesus is a tender shepherd who loves us and teaches us and guides us and molds us and shapes us into his image. He blesses our life. He is the door. He's the good shepherd that has given his life for us. But the world and those who reject Christ, they're being deceived by the thief who has come but to steal, kill, and to destroy. He is the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. Jesus would also cry out in Matthew 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus gives rest to our soul. Jesus leads us uh, to green pastures. Jesus uh, gives us his Holy Spirit that springs up in us a fountain of life. He refreshes our souls. He crowns the year indeed with goodness and abundance. And I look back at the year and I think, wow, Lord, you have blessed me. You have blessed me. And he does. He blesses us. He blesses us. When I reflect on God's goodness throughout the last year, I am moved in my soul. I am moved. I don't have the words to explain how moved and how blessed I am. God takes very good care of us, does he not? I was uh, preparing for my message and scrolling. What? Hold on. <laughs> I was scrolling at my pictures. Hey. You know, not all that's on our phones is bad. You can put 2023, and I was scrolling through January, February. So I don't remember stuff, you know, but I'm, I'm cruising through. And I'm just so blown away at God's goodness throughout the years. The year, not years, year. 2023, you can look at just this year, where you were, what you were doing. And my soul was moved at the love that I saw in those photos. A lot of them were of you guys. A lot of them were of my family. And I was just thanking God at the various times I had with my wife and our children and spending sweet time with them. And how precious and priceless that that is to me. And I have no one else to thank but God for that. I come from a broken home. I come from none of that. But he restores the years that the locust has eaten away. He takes those that are in solitary and he puts them in families. And now I get to scroll and I get to see a good life for my kids and my wife and myself. It's overwhelmingly just blows my mind. It's only proof that if we fear the Lord, if we respect him and we put him first, that he will bless your life beyond your wildest dreams. He will bless your life. My pastor told me years ago, you know, when uh, Daniel's father is, is my pastor. He ordained me back in 2017 or 14. 14, I think. 14, yeah, 14. Something. Maybe... I knew it was a four. Maybe it was 2000. 
four. That sounds right, right? Because we were married in 2003. <laughs> April 12th. <laughs> yeah, it, I, yeah. So any, anyhow, yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Anyways, whatever. But he said to me, that's what I'm trying, that's the point of it. He says, you know, you, 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 you give yourself to this book, to the word, and he will take you places you only dreamed of. And it's true. And it's not just for me. It's for all of us. You are, we are all equally his sons and daughters. But I, I was reflecting and watching and looking at those pictures and I just have so much love for it. But like I was saying, it's true what the word says. For those who fear him, there are, there are blessings. There are blessings for you and me. And I look back at the year and I see that in my family. In Psalm 128, it says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. That's what I see the blessings of the Lord. And then I also saw all these photos of all of you guys and our church family. Our church family. You know, there's a saying in the world that blood is thicker than water. Right? It's, a, it's, a, it's a saying between family members. Blood is thicker than water. Well, I believe the Holy Spirit is thicker than blood. And the tremendous family love that we have in our church blows my mind. And I, and I was scrolling through the pictures and I saw all of this, all of my brothers and sisters. And I'm just so blessed that the brethren at our church, this family of God, the psalmist says in Psalm 16, verse 3, and, and, I, and I place this verse on the brethren here. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. I can't wait to get to church, to see all of you, to fellowship with you guys. It's been just a beautiful year of, of you know, just hanging out, getting to know each other, carrying each other's burdens, as the Bible says we ought to do, getting to know one another. And we're encouraged in Scripture to not forsake that, especially as we see the day approaching. The Bible specifically warns us to come together in fellowship, not, not neglect church, especially because Jesus is coming soon. Who is? Jesus, right? Paul wrote concerning the Thessalonians about the, bre the brother's love. He said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among uh, the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. And so Paul was um, blessed by their love for one another, that it abounded. And my goodness, the love that is in our church is, is one of the things I'm most proud of. 
People who visit the church have told me time and again that the one thing that, that the one distinction of, of Sweet Hills is that there's a lot of love here. And I'm so blessed to be uh, a part of, of, of your church and to be a co-laborer with you and to just learn how to love from all of I'm still learning. Love isn't easy to do, is it not? Hard. We can only do it by the Spirit of God. But the love is amazing here. And I want to grow more in love. Love suffers long. I don't know if Ryan does, but I know love does. It suffers long. Our Lord, before he went to the cross, he commanded the disciples and he commands us to love one another as Christ has loved us. We are to love the way Jesus loved us. And we've seen throughout the year just that really take place as we were there for each other through the good and the bad. We celebrated a lot. We served together a lot. We just That's how you build a familia. That's how you build a family of God. It's by spending time with one another. That's what church was supposed to be. Shoot, we used to go in and out of churches before we came to know the Lord, right? We were there for baptisms and for, uh, what else? Maybe Easter, maybe Christmas. That's about it. We went in and out. And there's some believers who still do the same thing now. This is a, this is a, this is what Christians do. We come together. We come together. You know, Jesus said that those who believe in him come to the light so their deeds could be exposed. And maybe that's the case. Maybe that's why people don't come regularly. There's something they're hiding. You know, God says there's no need. Come, come together. Come together because it's here where we learn about Jesus and we learn how to love each other. And I've learned so much about love through the brethren here. Amazing love. Amazing love. But I couldn't help but to also reflect on all the trials, the trials that we went through in 2023. And being a, the, the pastor of the church, there's a lot of the uh, background stuff that I, that I know about, people's situations. Um, it's a privilege I get to minister to people, so I know some of the, some of the pains and the hurts that a lot of you have carried throughout the year and had to go through incredible trials. I didn't know what I was signing up for when I became a pastor, when God called me to this. I didn't know. The Bible says to count the cost, but I didn't know it cost that much. Guys, to, to learn to love and to grow in love is really to get your heart smashed. Smashed. Like the Apostle Paul said, I'm, I'm hard-pressed on every side, but not destroyed. Like, there's a, you know, our Lord was a man of sorrows. Like, he, he loved, he wept, he cared so deeply. And if we're going to be like Jesus, you know, if I'm going to shepherd his, his church, I have to learn, we all have to learn to get our hearts broken and repaired by the Lord. And as he comforts and consoles us after our hearts are crushed, we become more like him. And we have greater empathy and greater compassion and greater understanding. And it only happens with the, with the crush. You know, Garden of Gethsemane style. He was on his knees praying and his sweat became like blood. Gethsemane, uh, 
it means a olive press. And the olives would would uh, would uh, be put in the bucket or whatever, and then the crank would turn and crush out those olives, and oil would come forth. And if we're going to be like Jesus, we got to get crushed. And I've seen my brothers and sisters face tremendous suffering, and I'm and I'm sh- so much like I'm shocked at the suffering. Like you know, but you don't know until you go through it. It's like, uh, like, catch you off guard suffering. And uh, I'm so blessed and honored to see the brethren persevere through that pain. Endure, not give up, not run from God, but run towards him and his comfort and then turn around and comfort others. It's been a blessing to learn from them. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.